What's up, everybody? It's Michael Manorino here, your favorite tattoo artist, and this is By Appointment Only, the podcast about tattoos, why we love them, why we hate them, and the magical relationship between a tattoo artist and the person getting tattooed. But today, we have a very, very special guest. As I said before, every season, one fucking tattoo artist. (laughs) And this time around, it's someone very near and dear to my heart. We're knocking it out early. We're just getting it done. This one's very important to me. She is a extremely talented tattoo artist, a lover of the band turnstile. She's seen them like 600 times. She is a lover of cats. She is a goth bitch. She just got a stomach tattoo. Uh, Let's see, what else do you do? You're good at tattooing. Uh, You really like to wear fishnets. Uh, You have black hair. Um, You wear dangly dagger earrings. At any rate, do we almost get to 10? Yeah, we need one more. Oh, Chuck, one more? Chuck E. Cheese expert. Oh, my Stop God. <laughs> oh, we my God. We just started. Don't bring that shit up. Please. <laughs> Let's just say that this person may or may not have known someone who played Charles Entertainment Cheese at a Chuck E. Cheese restaurant. Emily is here. Emily, thank you for being here. We're so happy to have you. Thank you. Thank you. Back by popular demand. I know a lot of people were asking you when I was going to be on here and today's the day. So thank you. It's true. When I, we did the episode with Mila, mm-hmm. unfortunately, like I love Mila, but so many people were like, that's cool. When's Emily going to be on the show? <laughs> so I think that, uh, I just think you, nothing it against would've, It would have been the same if I went on first and everyone's like, when is Mila going to be on? It's just like, it's like we're, uh, we come as a pair almost. Yeah. And I think like in the reality of the situation and Mila would not deny this, you just have a bigger personality than Mila. And like when we're all tattooing, you're kind of coming around and talking and being chatty with people. Whereas like Mila likes to stay in her zone and like, that's great. Yeah. Uh, it's funny. I was actually thinking about this earlier today, like my relationship with you two and I was like, if, if I was a parent to you two and you both, like I I do this thing where I kind of like fuss over Mila's feelings, um, and like make, want to make sure that she's like, okay. And she's like, everything's chill for her. And she's like, dad, stay out of my life. (laughs) Yes. And then I realized that like, I would be like that with her. And then like, I would go to pick you up from school and it'd be like, Emily got in a fight today. And I'd be like, is the other girl okay? Like that's, (laughs) that's more the situation that you say that I've literally never been in a fight. Really? Who would want to fight me? Exactly. You're scrappy yeah. as fuck. What? Bold. Bold move. It's true. <laughs> well, Emily, why don't you tell everyone a little bit about yourself? Why don't you introduce yourself and, and tell everyone out there in podcast land what Emily's all about? Uh, yes. Hello. Like he said, he listed 10 things about me already. Um, but in case you didn't know, hello, I'm Emily. I also go by M. Um, I'm 24. I'm a Sagittarius. I've been tattooing for like two and a half years now. Um... Oh, man, you're counting now. Uh, okay. um, I love movies, music, TV, um, skating, going to shows, uh, of course, drawing, art, and tattoos, et cetera, et cetera. Um, everything else has left my brain, so I think that's all I can come up with because you already listed everything about me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's a good, you know, you... A good starting point. A good starting point. You have a bunch of cool interests. Someone was actually just asking me the other day about your roller skating thing. Oh, I yeah? was tattooing someone and they were like, oh, does that girl over there, does she do roller derby and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, she used to roller skate a bunch. Yeah. I don't know what the deal is. And then she was like, do you know where she, and I'm like, girl, I don't know the answers to the rolling skate, roller skating questions. Like just 
Next time she's here, that's ask a, her. That's a lot of roller skating questions. She was so. super curious. She was like really, really into the whole roller she's skating. She's like, nice to meet you. Anyway, enough about you. I want to know about that girl over Exactly. There. Can I uh, swap out artists really quick? Because I want the roller skating one. Well, let's get to the fun part. Let's talk about all the good stuff. Tattoos and friendship and business partnership and art and life and cats. All and I've got things. a really, really stupid magical question for you. <laughs> Can't wait. Hell yeah. <laughs> Surprise, surprise. I know. Surprise, <laughs> a fucking surprise. So when you were a little girl, what were your initial, I guess, impressions of art? Did you kind of, did you feel like you were sensitive to it right away? Or was it something that you felt like you had an artistic streak in you right away? Or is it something that you developed as you aged? I feel like it was something that developed more as I aged. I think like my first connection with art was more with like music as a child, because I feel like I was connected more with, um, yeah, with music and that kind of got passed down for me from like my older siblings. Um, and it wasn't really until I got like to like 13, 14, 15 or so where I really started connecting with like tattoo art specifically. Um, and then it kind of just like started to evolve from there. But I feel like um, I feel like for me, music and art go like together so much like hand in hand. So it's kind of hard for me to like separate those two. But I feel like it came for me like music first. And then like the pathway into like, like the alternative scene, tattoos, piercings and stuff like that, like started to like open up to me more as I became like a teenager. Um, and then I really dove into that in like my early 20s after like finishing school and all that. When you were uh, like a teen and you were doing like the music into art thing, is there any album artwork that you remember specifically where you looked at it and you're like, this shit is tight as fuck? Um, I feel like it always depended more on like the band and like the album more than like the artwork you know because if it was like a band that I really heavily fucked with or like like I remember one of the first things that I would try to do when I started to like dive into like my artistry was I would just try to like recreate album art or like paint album covers based off of the albums that I like to listen to the most so it wasn't really necessarily like this is really cool artwork I want to try to learn how to do this it was just like I love this album so I'm gonna paint it how many so times did like, you paint the toxicity cover? Did you do it like 7,000 times? Honestly, 8, never. Times? The only ones I can remember doing off the top of my head were like uh, Touche Amore's like Parting the Sea Between Brightness and Me. Like the, um, it's like a scenario. Like, or no, not a fucking scenario. Like a background of like a mountain. It's kind of pinkish. Um, I did the story so far as what you don't see with like the crazy eyes and like the flowers oh, yeah, and all yeah, of that. Oh yeah, that one. Um, whatever was like really popular in like 2014, I was just like, I'm going to paint all of it. Even though they weren't really good, it was just like, this is what I'm going to do in my spare time because I have nothing else to do. Okay. Well, I feel like that led you down a really good path. And it's funny. I think about like the story so far, they had a lot of like tattoo inspired artwork for their merch and their album artwork and stuff. So it's like those things can often be connected and kind of put that into your, or could have put that into your brain a little bit. Do you think that, what was the first time you started to see kind of like tattoo-y stuff? When were you like, I like tattoos, tattoos are cool. In the way that Mila was like a Tumblr girl, were you also the same way? Oh, or yeah. Were you yeah. heavy in the Tumblr? I wouldn't be surprised if me and Mila like followed each other on Tumblr when we were like 13 and like just <laughs> You were like already besties through yeah, Tumblr. Yeah, we probably were like commenting on each other's like posts all the time. Like, um, I literally like would not be surprised. Like we didn't grow up that far away from each other and like we're going to like the same concerts. We were just like, like two degrees of separation away from each other. But, um, fuck, sorry, what was the question? <laughs> what was your like first experience with seeing tattoos? Oh, right, right. And were you drawn it's, to them right away? Did you want them right away? It's kind of like a combination of things. So I'm like the youngest of like three or four older siblings. 
so and they are all like emo alternative people so it kind of i feel like it's a genetic thing like it just like as soon as my older siblings started like getting tattoos and piercings and dyeing their hair and i was still like five i was like whoa that's really cool like that you can do that and then i was also like playing guitar hero and i would always like want to be like the girls in the guitar hero world and they you could like put like tattoos or piercings on them and like dress them up really cool so i was always like looking up to like tattooed people and being like that looks like as fuck so i feel like it was just like a thing where it was like as soon like as long as i could remember i just like always really admired it but i feel like it really like yeah like the tumbo thing it kind of really like pushed that for me and like going back to music too i feel like what started it for me was like I would see people getting like traditional tattoos based off of like lyrics, getting tattoos of like album art um, or like stuff like that. And I would be like, oh, that's cool. I'm going to try to like recreate my own. And so I would like try to make flash sheets based off of like things that I like. So like different bands, different albums, different movies. Like I think I did like a Harry Potter flash sheet when I was like 12 or something like that. Um, it looks like shit, but do you, do I you feel still like have that it? was like, yeah. I have pictures of it at least. Can you can you bring it to the shop so I can see it? I have pictures of it. Okay, I don't have I, like the physical. I really copy. want to see it. I have like you know what I still have. I have like the portfolio that I made for um, when I was like looking for an apprenticeship, where I had like copies of like my artwork from like teens to like early twenties when I was like trying to get into like the tattooing world. Um, it's so bad. Dude. Well, it's that's really I'm, bad. listen. My <laughs> artwork from like when I first started it's tattooing really is not good. Yeah, it's, I'm like sorry to everyone out there, but you know when you first start, you're really figuring it out. And uh, what you didn't just like pick up a pen and you were like fucking making Picasso. I know it's crazy. mad crazy. I know to think that like no, I, I don't have the gift or I wasn't like crushing it right away. Those first couple of years everyone were thinks touch that and go. like we come out the womb like knowing how to draw and Jeez. we've always been good. And it's like nah, dude, that shit took years of like trial and error. So I just want to say, and for everyone that will see this, like either on YouTube or in the TikToks, me and Emily are switched uh, <laughs> because Emily requested that we switch because she wanted to show her good side. And because Emily's my dear friend, I said, no sweat. Direct quote, either we switch sides or I'm not doing the or podcast. Or I'm not doing the podcast. <laughs> yes, exactly. I just yeah, want to I say. Mean, you literally were like, yeah, I'll run it by them. And I'm be like, well. If they say no, then I guess we're just not doing it then. You, so do you want a podcast surprised. or not? I do. Well, it's, it's kind of too late now, but I will say you look so cool and casual over there. So Thank you. whatever people get to see while we're doing this, really nice. Yeah. I mean, we walked in and she was like, yeah, like, can we switch sides? And we were like, yeah, I, I don't care. <laughs> it's not a big deal. I didn't even ask. It was Michael who was like, Emily has a request. And I feel like if I were to have sat here, they wouldn't have been like, what's happening right now? Like, you don't belong there. And also, now your viewers can see the right side of your face. They've That's never true. seen that before. Uh, if they're trying to AI you, now they can have uh, both sides of your shit. But I'm going to say this much. Her and her only. Next week, I'm back over oh, there. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what you're saying is that Without Guitar Hero and your love of Guitar Hero, you would not be here today. You would not be tatted. You would not be a tattoo artist. Do you think that Guitar Hero is like one of your greatest influences to get tattooed and become a tattooer? Because that's pretty like, fucking cool. Thank you. Um, I feel like I was always meant to end up here, like where I am now. Um, and I feel like it's a combination of influences in my life because like it's Guitar Hero and then also like uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Damn. Hell yeah. Yeah. Let's hear it for Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Yeah. Let's hear it. Okay. Shout which guitar Mr. hero? What song? And then what Tony Hawk Pro Skater? 
Okay. DJ so, Michael Miguel, you're the fucking best, dude. <laughs> I was literally thinking the exact same shit. And I was like, when she finishes this sentence and then you said it, hey, this is why they pay the big bucks. I love you, buddy. <laughs> love you too. On the same wavelength over here. Um, so, uh, Guitar Hero 3. Yes. Um, the best one. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's the one that Dave and Buster's. Yeah, yeah. It is? It's a good one. Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay, so I actually, okay, so I have like a pretty gnarly like video game collection because I'm a hoarder. Damn. And I never got rid of, like I have my PlayStation 2 uh, Wii, Xbox 360, and so I and I Same. still have Fuck all those yeah. games. Like I refuse to get rid of them, even if I don't really play them that much. I fucked up. So I have all of the Guitar Heroes and like the World Tours and the rock bands and like I, I have like six different ones. I I wish I still had my drum set. I don't know what happened to it, but um. Did you beg the drum set? Yeah, we, I, uh, we I think up my mom gave it to one of my cousins really. in like how Mexico weird. Everyone's like, know. "Fuck the drum set." Sarah was like, "Yo, we are never gonna play that shit." And then I was like, "I don't know, we might play." It. And she's like. Yo, it's like a relic it. now because yeah. they don't make them anymore. So they're worth like $200 yeah, now. Yeah, they're like actually expensive now. Yeah, 200 whole dollars, you yeah. say. Wow, for a drum set. I, I mean, know. even trying to get uh, just a guitar anywhere is like... Like 60 pretty, bucks at pretty least. Pretty penny. Yeah, no yeah. shit. Yeah. Just yeah, a relic of a time past. They're vintage relics. And it's like you have to get one that's like compatible with like like a PC now or yep. just one that doesn't have fucking like juice spilled all over it, you know? Like one that just works at least. Um, okay, if you're going to spill juice on your drum set, what juice are you picking? <laughs> Um, you got juice. so many questions stacked up right now. I love apple it. Juice. Okay. Or cranberry juice. I but, like, but the ones that are like combined with like watermelon, mango, like cran mango. The little sea kind of breeze. Kind of yeah. Yeah. Like that. a little, a little blend of the two for sure. Okay. Cranberry. Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Yeah. Or no, wait. Guitar Hero. Guitar Hero three. song. Yes. Tony Hawk Pro Skater character and song too. Jesus. Yes. Christ. I mean, okay. yeah, the soundtrack's pretty solid on that. The soundtrack's banging. Yeah. Straight All up. Yeah. Dude, it's so funny that you asked me that because I literally played that game with my brother like a couple days ago. <laughs> Guitar Hero 3. Cannot remember a single song off of it off the top of my head. Damn. No, actually, no, I can't. Um, there's like a Fall of Choice song on it. There's AFI on it. Um, like FCP. That FCP, RGABLQ, whatever. I don't know. Yeah, that song. That song is hard as fuck. So I'm going to go with that one because that one was always really challenging. Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2, 96 Quite Bitter Beings. That's the song, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I can't remember the characters because I would only play it like when I was a kid and I think it's so scratched up now that like it's not really that playable. It, it, there's R. like R. no P. disc or like like a folder or whatever for it. I just have like mm. the disc and because it was just like so badly kept when I was younger and don't yeah. it's not my fault I was like four it was my siblings <laughs> fault. Um, of course, of course. And I, I was just the one because like they grew out of it and I would just like get their hand-me-downs. Yeah. Um, so then I would just get all the shit that they like were like, oh, I'm not super into this anymore. And I'd be like, I am. And I just never got rid of them. But yeah, I don't really remember the Tony Hawk skater. You remember the characters, though. You would, no, you were just playing to have fun. I don't. I honestly don't remember the the characters of the Tony Hawk games. Well, let me, let me throw out Please a, a, refresh little, my memory. a little piece of info about myself. Okay. Hit us with I speed run Tony Hawk's oh, pro skater. To this day? Oh yeah, to this day, oh. I am ranked like ten thousand in Holy the world. Shit. No way! Yes, that's so sick. So, watch out. Yeah, yeah, watch the fuck out. Yeah. Okay, wait. Uh, Were there any girl skaters in there? I can't remember. Alyssa Steamer. Alyssa Steamer, right? Yeah. Just her. Uh, yeah, in that one, in the newer ones, there's like Lizzie Armato. Um, 
fuck, who else is in it? Lacey. Oh, uh, Lacey Baker. Nora. Yeah, Lacey Baker's in it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a bunch now, but yeah, back in the day, and now especially because you can do like the creative skaters, mm-hmm. people like upload fucking everyone. So there's so many. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's cool as fuck. Uh, I'm pretty sure the answer is no, all around. But did any of you ever play DJ Hero? No. Uh, I just bought it again Recently? with the actual turntable and oh. then the two games. Yo, that shit is so fucking fun. It's hard as fuck. It's though. hard as fuck, but it's so fun. Yes. Uh, the 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 little John song is like, dude. There was a time in my life where literally, like, I had been tattooing for like a couple years. I was living with another dude that I tattooed with, and every night we would drink a four loco and just play DJ Hero. <laughs> it was such honestly. Hey, big J, if you hear this, I love you. Shout out big J. Holy um, fuck. that shit was tight as fuck. Yeah. We Yo, would big shout out big J. I love big J. <laughs> one time me, Michael and big J just hung out and watched and one mixtapes yes. <laughs> in, in the shop for like three hours. Oh. That was the sickest day of my life. Is there, if there's like a memory that I have, I do. I still have that picture of me and you high fiving as Jay is showing us. We're looking over his shoulder at an and one mixtape on his phone. Yeah. Oh that was God. the shit. The Spider-Man video. Oh man. The whole shit goes crazy. I love it. We're getting really off track, but I just want to say really quickly, did you watch the Anne One mixtape Netflix documentary? No, I haven't yet. Yo, you I, have, I have to, to watch, watch it. it. Yeah. It's so good. I, dude, it made me very nostalgic for the Anne One mixtapes. I'll watch it tonight just for you. Hell yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about you some more. Tell us about, so I know your first tattoo and correct me if I'm wrong. It is for a band called the now, now the bones just now, now. Yes. Just now, yeah, now the bones. Yeah. And so Tell us about getting your first tattoo. What made you, obviously, like you said, you feel like art and music are kind of intertwined with each other. And yeah. you wanted to get something that's representative of that and mm-hmm. a band that you really love. What led you to that decision and how was getting your first tattoo? Okay, so quick backstory. So I went to the same high school that Andrew Lopez went to, who's like a really good like Chicano fine line black and gray artist. He works at Strange Love. But when he first started tattooing, he was tattooing out of his apartment, which was like, a five minute walk from my high school. And he didn't care if you were like underage. He was just like trying to get into tattooing and stuff. So my cousin, and we were both like 16 at the time, my cousin made an appointment with him to get like a tattoo on her ribs. And I went with her to it and I was like, this is sick as fuck, I wanna get one. So I tried to hit him up like a week or two after that to get the tattoo that would eventually be my first. And I was trying to get it when I was 16, like, um, cause I knew he would. Hell yeah, that underage tattoo. Yeah, 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 I tried. Um, but then he was like, oh, I just started working in the shop. Like, Dang. I can't tattoo you anymore. So I was like, fuck. And he was the only person that I knew who would have, like, been down. So, like, whatever. I guess I just have to wait till I'm 18. So I, the day that I turned 18, I set up an appointment with him for my birthday of, like, my 18th birthday. Uh, because I knew that I had wanted it, like, ever since I was, like, at least 16. Um, yeah, and it's just, like, line work, um, album art, like, nothing crazy. I'm actually, funny enough, I have an appointment to get it blasted over with, with Leslie in, like, a week. Um, Do you just not love it anymore? It's not that I don't love it anymore. It's just that like I no longer want tattoos that are just line work. It's like boring to me now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was like a first tattoo. So it was like a safe bet, like something that I like wanted a lot when I was a kid. And not that I like don't love it anymore. It's just that it's it's literally just lines. And it's just like not really like my style anymore. So... Do you, and do it you, takes up too much space on my arm also. Like, do you want to apologize big. to the members of Now Now? No. right now and say like hey i'm gonna tattoo over your tattoo because fuck you guys no i actually like met the band when i saw them like i think in like 2017 or something like they played at like the echo and they were like hanging out at like their merch tent afterwards and i was like oh my gosh i love you guys look at this tattoo and they were like fawning over it they were like oh my god 
I've never seen that before. Like they were calling over like other people, like come look at her tattoo. So that enough, like I'm sure it boosted their ego and gave them enough serotonin to last. So I'm sure they wouldn't even like. And once you, you tattoo know? over that tattoo, that good memory is going to dissolve and disappear. I don't think so. <laughs> not, not for them. I like to. I like to think not. Okay. All right. So you get Go your first tattoo. Oh it was a good experience. It was a cool experience. I was 45 minutes late, so I'm sure it wasn't a good experience for Andrew. In sorry, classic Andrew. Emily fashion, <laughs> a person who does not pride herself on being on time. It's not that it's not a pride. It's like a literal disability. Like, yeah. Incapable. Incapable of this being on too, time. This one too? Is DJ Michael like Miguel chronically late? This motherfucker. Do you also have ADHD? Possibly. I don't know. Oh, okay. I do. Is it... So the, the lateness thing, is it just like you... We've talked about this, but like you just get distracted, huh? Yeah, no, but what it was for me is like, like I said, I scheduled this for like the day of my 18th birthday. And so I tried to change my appearance in as many ways as I could on my 18th birthday because I was like, I can now. So I made an appointment to like dye my hair and get a piercing and get a tattoo in the same God, day. The trifecta, the yeah. alternative trifecta. I was literally like go big or go home. And they all like just like took longer than I thought. So I was just running late to all of them that day. Um, Damn. So it wasn't yeah. your fault, actually. It was either the piercer or the No, it was my fault for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you can admit that. Yeah, I love a self-aware queen. We love oh, yeah, yeah, I love that. Very, no, it was my fault. Um, I just thought that they wouldn't have taken as long because I had never gone to get any of those before. So I didn't realize how long they would take. So I like mismanaged my appointment times. It's That's okay. Hey, yeah. it happens. It happens. It happens. It still happens to this day. I still have a terrible time of like keeping track of myself. Um, it's but they know. But they know, yeah. And it's one of those things where sometimes when there's Emily's client sitting on the couch and I'm like, oh, she'll be along. It's fine. It's fine. And then 15 minutes later, I hear the keys jingling in the door. And then she comes in. She's like, oh, hi. It's been a crazy morning. Let me get your artwork ready. And she has like this rehearsing that she always says. And I'm just like, classic Emily. What yeah, a legend. What a fucking legend. I know. So speaking of being legendary, mm-hmm. one of my favorite facts about you is that you are a banana slug. Is that true or is that not true? Oh, yeah. I pride myself on being a banana slug for sure. So, yeah. Shout out UC Santa Cruz. Shout out the banana slugs. Mm -hmm. So, when you were at UC Santa Cruz, you were doing video game design? Uh, Game design. No, it's it's called um, Art and Design Games and Playable Media. That's what's on my degree. And at that time, did you have any inclination that maybe you still wanted a tattoo? Or you were like, I'm artistic. I think I'm going to maybe do this instead. Like, were tattoos still on your mind? Oh, 100%. Ever since I was like 13 or 14, I knew I wanted... It was like my dream job to be a tattooer. Like, but it always felt like such a far away thing, you know? Like, not really something that was like tangible or like capable of like achieving. And like I said, I'm a Sagittarius. So I was born in December. And so I was 17 when I finished high school and 17 when I started college. So it was like, couldn't even get tattooed at the time. So I just like went through with like the college and school route because like that's what everyone else was doing. Um, I chose Santa Cruz specifically because it was far away. I was trying to like get out of LA for a little bit. And it was like beautiful. It was like in the forest by the beach. And they also had like that game design program, but it was a art degree. It's a bachelor of arts. It's not a computer science degree. So it was a lot of like animation, 3D modeling, uh, graphic design shit like that so I thought like oh okay that's cool like it's not really just like a art degree it's like something that I could potentially like do in the future because like I said like tattooing just felt so far away so I was still trying to think of like oh okay maybe this is something that I can do and that I'll like it 
Um, it's just like not for me though. Did you, did you feel like when you were there and you're like going through it and you're going to class and you're doing the thing, even then were you like, man, this is not for me. Or you were like, fuck it. I just got to push through. Maybe I'll love it. It, it was like a love hate relationship thing because I loved like going to that school and I loved my program and like um, the people that I met like in that program were like some of the best people I've ever fucking met in my life and I learned a lot about like myself and um, I learned a lot like I grew a lot as an artist in that program for sure don't get me wrong but it was also so weird because it was like a giant team of people working together on the same thing and it's like okay imagine this imagine like having to work on a project for like a year with like five other artists and you're all trying to make your art look like each other so like the same product so it looks like one person did it but you didn't design it so I, I like I would always try to make my art look like somebody else's and that was really frustrating for me because I felt like I didn't really know how to like draw and like adapt to like other people's work or styles and stuff and I feel like my style of art and like what I like to do didn't really translate in like game design stuff so I always felt like lost in my own artistry like while I was working on like these game design projects because it was like it was being like pushed forward or like in a direction that I didn't know how to follow and it was so frustrating because it was like I was just never happy with anything that I would draw and I would be like I fucking suck because it doesn't look like this person's like work and um and also it was, it's very technical you know like animation and 3d modeling is like a very like mathematical thing um and it's like if you fuck up one step then like the rest of your like project is going to be fucked up and so I just always felt really frustrated like working on shit even though like it was it was so cool and I, I I'm really glad like I did it and I don't like regret doing that at all it was just like I always like felt kind of lost in it in a way um and yeah tattooing was always in the back of my mind like I was fucking around with an Amazon kit in my dorm um, <laughs> Hell yeah. and um like I actually I love this story but I went to a to E3 we got like invited to go like present a project that we worked on at E3, it was very prestigious. It was in, like, our school's newsletter. Like, everyone was, like, congratulating us. Like, oh, shit. Like, you guys are going to go to E3. That's sick as fuck. And we were all like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, I was down in L.A. again. And there's only, like, five tattoo shops or something like that in Santa Cruz. Like, it's not, like, crazy big. Um, and so, like, I was down in L.A. again. And um, Thomas posted that he had, like, an opening for a tattoo appointment. And he's, like, usually pretty booked. And he was someone that I had wanted to get tattooed by for a while. So I was like, oh, shit, you guys, like, I know we're in the middle of E3, but I'm going to go and get tattooed instead. Like, I'll see you later. Like, Fuck my yeah. priorities were literally never really games. It was just, like, tattoos all the time. Do you think that, like, everything that you just explained to me about what made being in college difficult, do you think that that really toughened you up for your apprenticeship? Because, like, I think that, and we're going to get into this soon, but... It sounds like it's interesting to hear all you to hear you say all of this because there's so many parallels to your apprenticeship mm -hmm. and having your art molded into being a certain way or being told that you have to do it a certain way. And you were like, this is what I hated the most about this. And now I'm doing this. So do you think that it's kind of good that you went through that and it kind of toughened you up and got you ready for like hard critiques and having to be malleable as an artist no dude i think my apprenticeship was way harder than college for sure because god damn yeah. that's a bold statement i mean I, listen we're yeah. gonna get into it we're gonna maybe spill some tea <laughs> i want to know all the worst parts about working with manorino oh yes because uh, okay. i was the worst part of her know? apprenticeship okay, do you really want me to answer that right now hold on okay, we'll, we'll get there we'll get there okay we'll get there okay. we'll I'll, get there i'll hold off a little bit <laughs> <laughs> we're getting a little bit of ahead of ourselves okay okay so you you say fuck it 
I don't want to do it. I don't want to be in game design. I don't want to do all this stuff. Yeah. I'm going to get an apprenticeship. Mm -hmm. What led you there? And do you have any advice for anyone out there who's like, I'm in college right now, but I really want to learn how to tattoo. I really want to, should, are you saying, fuck it, just drop out? Are you saying stick with it? If, if someone just like you who is in your place yeah. is going through what you are going through, what would you tell them? Uh, I mean, everyone's different for sure. Like I got tattooed last week by uh, Cynthia Flores and she just graduated with like a BA in studio art, but she's been tattooing for like six years, you know? So like she like started doing it and was like, fuck it, I'm almost done. I might as well just finish. Um, and then there's people like me who like did game design and then did tattooing. But I feel like for me, it was just like, my senior year I was like super burnt out and like just so over like being in Santa Cruz and like doing game shit and like wanting to like just change everything about my life and like my routine and it was like everyone around me like in my class and major was like doing game shit all the time and like talking about how excited they were to like work on this project or like continue like um doing this or getting an internship here and I was like yeah in my free time I'm tattooing fruits and oranges and like my uh my RA students that I'm not supposed to be tattooing because that was like what my priorities were I was like yeah. I was like I don't really care about like investing in this anymore I did this because like I was lost at like 17 and like I fell into it and I'm really like I said glad that I did it was just like by the time like senior year rolled around and it was time to like think about the future I was no longer like no longer I You're was checked it. out I was checked yeah. out for sure yeah I will say though the one thing that I really appreciate about you being a banana slug mm -hmm. is that every time 420 rolls around you with like great <laughs> happiness lament yeah <laughs> and we'll talk about the huge 420 celebration that, that they have at so UC Santa incredible. Cruz and then you'll yeah. show me pictures of people holding like giant joints and people smoking out of huge bongs and yeah that's what they I do feel there. like it's like nobody un like unless you were like there you don't get it and so I feel like I, I need like, to like share up? this knowledge of like, I need you to understand that I spent four, like three years of my life here, like in this fucking community. And it was Blazing incredible. hella weed, especially yeah. on 420. I got a tattoo of it. It's very important to me. <laughs> oh, that's right. Emily has a tattoo of a banana sl slug smoking out of a bong. It's a pretty cool tattoo. Hell yeah. Tolene mm -hmm. did it. Yeah, it's yeah, cool. Yeah, Tolene cool did it. Shout out Tolene. So you decide you're going to get an apprenticeship. Mm -hmm. How did you go about doing that? And what led you to... Julio. Also, we'll talk about it. We're going to talk about it right now. Do you want us to bleep out his name or are we going to leave it? His name is Julio. It's fine. Okay. We're going to leave it in. It's all good. No need to mark it. Some things are going to be said. Like J with like four asterisks or something. What do you mean? Like, like when we're, beep. yeah, it would oh, be like beep. a beep just in case you were, ups just in case you were worried that Jules might get upset. No, it's fine. His name is Julio. Okay. It's, and he was my mentor. Like, that's a fact. There's no need to like leap that out okay all right see i knew you were gonna come in hot and i'm ready for it i don't think that was hot but it's okay we'll get there okay <laughs> we're barely at room temp right now exactly okay. we're room temp for sure so tell us a little bit about you getting your apprenticeship and again yeah what led you to julio um so like i said santa cruz was small it didn't really have like a whole lot of tattoo shops and none that were really like um doing the kind of style that i wanted to get tattooed at the time so whenever I was like in LA for like a spring break or summer break or whatever, I would try to get a tattoo. And at the time I was really fucking with Julio style because he was doing like that neo-traditional like color shit that I was really like into. Um, so I would get tattooed by him like over the course of like a few years, like while I was in college, but just like going back and forth between being in Santa Cruz and being in LA. And um, 
I was kind of like planting seeds early on when I met him that I like was always interested in like learning how to tattoo and I would like ask him questions about tattooing even though I was just like a really young like 18 year old and like he was probably like oh yeah whatever like you're just another person or whatever um and then so by the time I graduated and moved back I spent a couple of months like making like my tattoo portfolio where I was like making a couple new drawings and like putting together like some of my best work over the years and then he was the first person that I went to when I um like decided to commit to tattooing and I was like okay I'm ready to like go look for that so he was the first person that I like asked to like teach me and I remember it so clearly he like um he talked with me about it he looked at my portfolio and he was like yeah for sure like I need to like go over this with Rocky um I'll like get back to you in like a day or two and I was like okay thank you and I remember like almost crying tears of joy because I was like he said maybe yes like that is such a like good thing so I was like I'm I'm for sure in and then he ghosted me for like two months in the way <laughs> in the way that Julio does no way not Julio that doesn't sound like something he would do at all that's crazy yeah I and so I was it. like I was trying so hard to get a hold of him and just be like hey if you need more time to like figure it out that's cool like I just want to know like what you're thinking um I would like show up to the shop unannounced hoping to like catch him and I just like couldn't get a hold of him for a couple of months so I was like okay I'm gonna take the hint that that's a no and then so I just kept taking my portfolio around to like other shops dude I probably spent like weeks and going to like 50 shops or something in LA with my portfolio and everyone of course was like I don't know you like no um and then I got an apprenticeship at like a local shop in Pico like near like where I grew up and I was there for like three weeks and in the Julio fashion, he was like, oh, you're doing something at your pace. I'm going to butt in now and be like, OK, now I'm ready to apprentice you. So he hit me up like three weeks into like this other apprenticeship that I had started because I had assumed he like, like it was a no for me. And then he said, if you still want to apprentice, like um, like I'm down to teach you. And so I had to like break up with this other shop. And I was like, um, I got a better offer, so I'm leaving. And How was, was that conversation? Was that fun? I f it felt like I was breaking up with somebody. And I remember like I showed up at 12, like knowing that day that that would be my last day. And I was going to have to tell the owner eventually that I was leaving. And he scared the shit out of me. He was like in like the Mongol like biker gang. And like he was just really intimidating. You know, he was a very nice guy. And I'm really grateful that he was like willing to take me in at all. But I also knew that like, um, Julio style just like matched more with what I wanted to do and I would like learn better and progress better like under him so I knew it was like the best decision for me but I was so fucking intimidated I was so anxious all day and I was just like sitting like at my desk like like mustering up the courage for like fucking five hours bro to be like <laughs> hey I'm done because I could have just like gotten like gotten there like early at the day and like let him know at the beginning of the day but I was so anxious it was so hard I felt like I was breaking up with him um and he was just like he was like, wait, 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 so are you in or are you out? And I said, I'm out. And he's like, all right, get your shit and go. And I was like, okay, thank you, bye. Um, so it went pretty well, given the circumstance. He blocked me, but yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> okay, all right. So <laughs> to bring this all together now, you get the apprenticeship of Julio. Mm -hmm. Tell everyone about your first day as an apprentice and meeting me, Michael. <laughs> How did that all go down? Wait, you guys worked at the same shop? Yes, and, and I was the first point of contact for Emily. Okay, so just so we're clear... You had already worked at this shop, and then you came in as an apprentice. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Well, okay, so here's the best part of this story. I'm tattooing, minding my fucking business. Sick. And walks in Emily. and the Late? No. no. No, no, 
I didn't. I didn't. Even you know. know what? Probably. Probably. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but someone else was later. Go ahead and tell us the story. Okay. Um. So, I pull up to the shop, the way Michael. No, sorry. Julio tells me to, and then Julio is nowhere to be found. But I see Michael, and he's tattooing. Um, so I walk in and Michael's like, hello, are you here to get tattooed? Do you have an appointment? And I said, no, I'm actually Julio's new apprentice. And he goes, God damn, he got another one. And then he's like, <laughs> he's tattooing. And he goes, well, f- fucking go clean something, I guess. I don't know. Like <laughs> Julio has not like mentioned me at all. Nothing. Like, no information. Hey, someone's going to be coming I in. I could have been there to rob the shop for all he knew. My head was fucking spinning. And this is already, there was like already all these apprentices in and out of the shop. And now I'm just like, cool. So there's another one here. And I guess like now it's my responsibility to figure out what this girl needs to do for the next two hours. Cause Julio's not going to be here anytime soon. He wasn't soon. there the entire day. Do That's right. He that? wasn't there the entire day. He forgot. What? He forgot. Um, Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. Okay. Know. So, so I'm going to do my little soapbox thing. <laughs> Tattooers, please. I'm begging you. If you're going to take on apprentice an apprentice, Take it seriously. Just for their first day, if you want to like put them through the ringer or whatever. He for you for sure like did. He's just, that's just how he just is. Just how he is. That's how he is. So, so let's get into that. And this is the thing that like, this is what makes you special. And Mila and I had our whole conversation and we have a very warm and fuzzy like brother, sister where I like look out for her. And like I said, I fuss over her feelings and her career. And like, I was really, really, really sensitive to Mila during her apprenticeship. Mm -hmm. And I remember asking her to go get me a slice of pizza across the street. And I felt bad about it all day. That's how (laughs) soft I was on Mila. Mm -hmm. You were so soft on Mila. But Emily walks in her first day. I don't know. Fucking clean something. But it's true. I didn't know what the fuck to do. I didn't know him. Yeah. Give me a slice. I don't know. Clean something. Yeah. Do something. Give me a slice. Clean something. Do something. (laughs) Burger guys is across the street. I mean, I could use a. Yo, I look. He missed that shit. I missed that shit. What was it like? Because I, I got to witness it firsthand and sometimes it was funny and sometimes I was like, God damn, that poor girl. <laughs> For anyone that's out there that is currently an apprentice and their mentor is fucking putting them through it. And I'm not saying that you got put 100% through it, but you did some dumb shit. There were days where you were just like, motherfucker, man, like what is going on here? Tell us a little bit what that was like and, and what kept you going and what was just like, I, I can't give up, I can't give up, I can't give up. I mean... I, like I said, he was like my first pick as like someone that I wanted to mentor under. Um, So the fact that I like got in at all, I was like, I can't fuck this up. I had already tried with a hundred other shops. I had already did like a three week long apprenticeship somewhere else. And like nothing else was like meeting like my standards or like felt like it was going to like push me and like help me grow and thrive like I did at Golden Daggers. Um, And then I feel like after working with him so closely, I feel like I just understood, like, he's just hella chaotic. Same thing, like, ADHD. And so, like, in a way, I learned not to take it personally because I'm like, that's just how he is. Like, at the end of the day, like, we could, like, talk about it forever. But, like, literally, that's just, like, how his brain works and it functions. It's, like, very chaotic, disorganized and, like, um But also, intense, like, you when know? you're, like, going and wa- getting his car washed for him or, like, helping his wife do stuff, like, were you just, like... Man, fuck this. Like, there were very few times, like, um, I think I was telling you earlier, I'm very bad with confrontation and, like, standing up for myself. So there were times where I, like, would, we would, like, butt heads. I remember one time, okay, listen to this. During COVID, <laughs> listen, okay, listen. During COVID, when we were all, like, shut down and not able to tattoo, and he was, like, tattooing out of a little, like, office space in DTLA, 
and we were setting it up he didn't have like a step ladder or anything sturdy to like stand on and he wanted me to like put a clock up on the wall and he was like here stand on this and he pulled like a rolling stool out <laughs> and i w- and that was the first time that i was like no I was like, dude, I don't want to break my neck. And he was like, get the fuck up. Like, I'm telling you what to do, you know, like the way he does. But that's just like him being like, like literally just trying to like bark and like assert his dominance. And I was like, dude, like get me a stepladder and I will gladly do it. But like, no, I don't feel comfortable standing on this chair with wheels. And like, like I'm fucking clumsy. Like I'll fall and break my neck probably like, no. And so like whenever I would try to kind of just be like, uh, no with him, it was like very argumentative. Like I remember too, um, Sorry, Veronica, if you're listening to this, but on the day before <laughs> February 13th, the day before Valentine's Day, he realized that he hadn't got her any presents and he was tattooing and it was like eight o'clock and he started telling me like, Emily, tomorrow morning at 7 a.m., I need you to go to Best Buy and get her these things and then come and then set me up and then do all these things. And I was like, yeah, no, <laughs> like, like Best Buy opens at nine. Okay. <laughs> yeah, or whatever, like whatever he was telling me to do. And then, so for a while I was entertaining it. I was like, which Best Buy? Like, I was like, just asking, because I literally had such a hard time, like, being like, you're crossing the line right now. Like, I'm not going to do that. But I remember like that, um, I was literally like, yeah, dude, I'm not going to do that for you. Like, that's your fault for not getting her anything. I remember you coming into the shop and being like, fucking Julio. He wants me to like, create this. Do you remember? Okay, wait, really quick. Do you remember? uh, I think it was Christmas. He sent me to go to the box store. Oh, yes, remember I remember. Okay, I okay. remember. Okay, he got her like this crazy taxidermy, like, was it a fox? Bird. It was like a deer with wings. It was yeah, like, a, it was yeah, like yeah. a crazy shape, like impossible to wrap and like super fragile. So he was like, I need you to go to like this box store, like a couple miles away, and get a box that's like big enough to fit this. And then I'm like, okay. And then I'm like calling him, like, okay, I got the box. He's like, okay, now go to Target and get me the specific wrapping paper, this like blah, 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 blah. So I'm like running all these personal errands for him, for his wife. Um, who I like love dearly so I was like yeah whatever like I don't care as long as it like helps me like learn how to tattoo whatever and then so I'm like running all these errands for him for his wife's like Christmas and birthday gift and then I get back to the shop like hours later the man drives a jeep and he's like oh this doesn't this box doesn't fit in my car so we just threw it away and I remember he, this day very well. I was just like, Emily's head is going to fucking explode. Like, <laughs> yeah. it, this is it. She's, she's going to die. Wait, so are you... He's at the shop, yes? Yes. He's, and he's and at you're the at the shop tattooing. as you hear these phone calls going off. I'm a, I'm a bystander. Okay, I'll just say this much. As a bystander to a lot of this craziness, <laughs> there were so many times where I would just be tattooing and just like shaking my head and being like, whoo, that is an interesting situation. I, I felt like every time that I came in there, like I, I found it super interesting that you two ended up working together because like the vibe between the two of you was always like really good. You know what I mean? Like I I always noticed that being in there, but the funny thing is, is that you always kind of had that, like, like it was the the amount of times that you were like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) So funny. So fucking funny. So hearing that none of this surprises me that you would feel that way about these situations. I definitely probably said what the fuck in my head a hundred million times with some of these situations. Yeah, he for sure would like use me as like a personal assistant and like whatever, like it, it is what it is. But so at the end of the day, like obviously you're glad you learned you yeah. and I both like, even though we have like funny or weird relationships, especially with Julio, like he's a good dude. I, he hired me at golden daggers. He taught you how to tattoo yeah whatever whatever if not for that we wouldn't be here right now exactly so you know we're just telling funny stories but for anyone out there that like is an apprentice right now and is going through that same shit 
do you just tell them like, just stick with it, just hang tough. Like I promise it's worth it because it can be really fucking grinding and really, it can tear you down because you yeah. and I had more similar apprenticeships where I was off doing stupid shit and running crazy errands and shining my mentor's motorcycle with a toothbrush and being like, what does this have to do with tattooing? Yeah. 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 It's a thing. It's a thing. It's they, a thing they, sure. the whole logic is that they break you down and build you up stronger. It's a very old school mentality. Yeah. For sure. You need to focus on your art and tattooing and just like having respect for your craft and treating it as a business. All the other stuff, all the other like weird pieces of tattooing, it's dumb. Mm -hmm. The cleaning like incessantly, dude, I used to have to go get five different lunches at five different places and I would have to time it out because if someone's lunch was cold, they would flip the fuck out. And it was like, which, which lunch could get colder in increments of me driving around Fullerton. And it wasn't like, Oh, I want McDonald's and McDonald and Taco Bell's across the street. And fucking Roscoe's deli is like close. No, these are places that were like a giant star. And I would be driving around Fullerton, like a fucking psycho doing that shit. But I wouldn't be here today without it. And Hey, Todd, I love you, buddy. Thank you for teaching me how to tattoo. You're hectic as fuck, but Todd was mad hectic. Too. Todd was mad, dude. Todd, Todd was mad, mad hectic. hectic. You're one of the only people in my life who like has met that person yeah. and understands what he's like. Hey, but who do you think character. would win in a fight, Todd or Julio? Todd would whip Julio's ass. I'm telling you, I know Julio has like a dark side. I know Julio can be scrappy, but let me tell you something. I spent a lot of time with Todd and yeah. he's a tough motherfucker deep okay. down inside. Like tough motherfucker. He's a guy. Yeah, he's a, he's yeah, a man. He's a oh, yeah. He has pride and honor tattooed across his stomach. Oh, like, holy shit. <laughs> that tells me everything that you need to know. Julio has worked hard on his knuckles. Fuck yes, he does. <laughs> yeah. What's, what's, what's the matter with like the people that I'm directly underneath? Why are they all so crazy? I don't know. I really can't explain it. Just like that generation. Let's ta- say about you. <laughs> <laughs> that I'm like slightly less crazy. I guess so. And I guess I created a slightly, slightly less crazy tattooer. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'll take it. I'll take it. I feel like all artists are a little bit crazy though. You have to be. You have to be. Yeah. Now I asked Mila this and I'm fairly certain I know your answer, but if you could change your fate, would you have rather learn from a woman? It's hard to say because I feel like I don't really have like a whole lot of things in my life that I would really change, you know, because like I said, if I, I would have like ended up somewhere else if I didn't learn at Golden Daggers because then I wouldn't have met you and I wouldn't have met Mila. Um, so I don't think so. I don't think I would change anything. To cool. Be honest. I uh, it's funny. The inverse of that Mila went. Yes. Yes. Yeah. She didn't even think about it. She was like, make Michael dissolve and turn him into a beautiful woman. Couldn't have been faster. This yeah. Year. She, I like, she was like, yes, next question. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, I do want to ask you, and this is something that again is like important. And you and I have talked about this a lot and you and I have bonded over this a lot. If there's anything that you want to say to any young women out there that are learning from men or in a shop full of men, and it can be hard and sexism and misogyny and gnarly things like that can get thrown around. And I think Without getting too much into it, I think that some misogynistic stuff has kind of floated around you while you were learning how to tattoo and were tattooing. What do you say to them? How do we get away from that? And how do we, how do you hang tough in those situations? Um, In a way, it's just like, sadly, you're going to find it everywhere. So it's not like it's a unique thing to tattooing, even though like tattooing is like 
historically very like predominantly male and all of that um i mean i dealt with literally misogyny my whole life i'm a lady so um i dealt with it in like game design even at motherfucking chuck e cheese so um which is crazy because you were charles so like they should be giving you the ultimate respect <laughs> jesus christ please stop saying that what hey <laughs> What, what, what's the problem? That's something you should be proud of. I'm not. Why? I think that's sick as fuck. If I'm was it, it was your first job, right? Yeah. Yo, a lot cooler than my first job. I wasn't Charles Entertainment Cheese. I was at a fucking Togo's Baskin Robbins scoop and ice cream. I was 16 and my manager who was like pushing 30 was like trying to fuck. It was weird. I don't. I hate that. Yeah. That and sucks. you're over here like, why don't you love it? You were Charles. And it's like, bro, it wasn't fun. Like, okay. It really wasn't. Fair enough. I can't argue with that. That mm -hmm. sucks. I hope that person's doing terrible. Uh, they got fired, so I hope so. Fucking good. They yeah. deserved it. Mm -hmm. At any rate, so you say, like, it just is what it is. Just try to not let it fuck with you. Try not to let it affect you negatively. Yeah, I mean, I feel like as a community, we should be pushing to, like, do better and, like, cultivate yes. better environments that don't have any misogyny in them, you know? But, like, at the end of the day, it's just, like, the world we live in. So you're going to find it in almost every single field. So it's not like it's exclusive to tattooing specifically. It's just, like... Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's why so many people like prefer to get tattooed by women or there's like women only shops and stuff like that or, or like a shop where there's like an even mix of like men and women. But um, yeah, I feel like you kind of just have to tough it out until you're able to like cultivate your own space and then like pave way for like future generations like what we're doing right now. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I couldn't put it better myself. Yeah. And famously, you're a very tough cookie. I know that. Yeah, you think so? A hundred percent. I think I feel that like I'm the softest cookie in the bunch. Really? I couldn't disagree with you more. Um, okay. Listen, I'll take it. I'm going to get close to the microphone. We both know who the softest cookie in the pack here is. Oh, yeah. It's okay. It's okay. We're not going to talk about it. But. Hey, I have a name. <laughs> <laughs> DJ Michael Miguel, it's actually not you. Oh, okay. May do you want it? Do you want to be the softest cookie in the pack? A soft cookie is a good cookie. I love soft cookies. We both just had some nice soft licorice, too. Mm. Yeah. Whatever, whatever. Me and Corey are together. Black licorice side. is where it's at. Yeah. It's delicious. Uh, but yeah, you're tough. I've, I've seen you go through a lot of bullshit and you've handled it very well and you've taken it with a quiet grace. And I think that one of the things that made us having a business together that made it so easy is that I knew that you were going to be tough and I knew that I could count on you. And I knew that like you were going to be chill and, and you could handle uncomfortable situations or you could handle long days or you could handle things that weren't necessarily the easiest, but you could just shoulder it and be like, fuck it. I'm going to do it. So let's answer Corey's question. Let's just get it out of the way. When you were an apprenticeship, what was the worst thing about working with me? And now as a business owner with me, what's the worst thing about working with me? The worst thing about working with you is when you would ask people whether they wanted to be Pipple the man or Pipple the dog. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to say it. I knew for some reason, Emily's pet peeve Dude. is every day, every person I tattooed, I would ask them if they would rather be Pitbull the man or Pitbull the dog. And it was so fucking annoying. Bro. One day I heard it. <laughs> She said it just a little too loud. She was like, this motherfucker. She was like, this fucking question. She said something snide. And I was like, what's that? And she was like, man, you ask people that question every day. It's annoying. I don't want to hear it anymore. And then I was just like, oh, okay. My mistake, madam. My I'm mistake. just dying that that's the thing. <laughs> like of you all know? the shit. Bro, we had like a conversation about it where she was like, for real, if you could not do that anymore. Mr. Yeah. Worldwide. Like, what the fuck? Listen, my beef with it. It, it was because like. Everybody that you would tattoo would always be like, oh, 
that's such a random question. And I was like, it's not. He's rehearsed and he knows like he, he has like a script. Like he says this to everybody. Like he, you're he's not a special. fake. He's a yeah. fraud. <laughs> and let me say he's a too, big, fat phony. Yeah. I am very conscious now of like not asking the same questions or like. Did that make you insecure? Where you're like, I need to be aware of how Emily perceives my questions to my clients. Insecure is not the right word. If anything, you help me be better. You help me be more creative because I was sticking to a script. That was like fun and ha 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 whatever. It wasn't fun. There, there we have it. There we have it. It wasn't fun. So I adjusted and was like, you know what? I'm not going to, I'm going to try and kind of tailor conversations to each person instead of it being this like blanketed thing that I ask everyone. Yeah. And, um, your would you rather questions were like, I mean, I guess that was one of them, but that was like the one that was recycled so much. And then like, you but you have no to understand, idea. would you rather is like one of the pim- pillars of this. this you podcast. are going to be so bummed in about 15 minutes. Yeah, there's one coming your way. Question. So get ready. No. Actually, it's not a would you rather. It's like a um, can you can you keep a secret? Okay. Hers is more like that. Okay. I didn't really want to do a would you rather. Because you know how much I don't like them. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, so I will say. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever answer that question for yourself? No, I refuse. I feel like I tried to like kind of fuck around and she was like, haha, I don't fucking care. Yeah. Neither. Um, quickly, I will say too, and this is like, I'm more embarrassed about this. One time I, and I don't, again, this is like a stupid thing. I don't know why I did this, but I asked Emily if she knew how to mop. And it wasn't like a... Um, Oh it was God. not like me being like, do you like, you're stupid. It was like, I was trying to be sincere. Okay. Backstory. Okay. I don't remember. I was like truly trying to be nice. Like if you don't know, I'll show no, you. No, no, no. Listen. Okay. Listen, I don't remember how, but somehow <laughs> Stop our looking bathroom at me like that. fucking flooded and there was just like water pouring out everywhere. And I was the apprentice at the time. So I was responsible for like cleaning up all that shit. And it had never, it was like very early on. It's like me being there. I didn't really like know you like that. We weren't like fucking around. I think that was the first time where I started like being like snarky with you. And um, yeah, shit just started like there was water everywhere. And Michael like being the like organizing, like, oh my God, I need to do something kind of person that he is was like, we got to like clean this up. And so like someone like stopped the water running. And then there was just like all this like fucking wetness on the floor. And then he goes, okay, um, (laughs) he says you know how to mop right and i was like no can you show me and then he just starts like being like yeah yeah yeah." and then he just starts mopping it and i'm like standing there like watching him clean up this mess for me and i was like okay cool like i'll do that next time and he was like oh you were fucking with me weren't you You're like haha got him yeah <laughs> i've never felt so that's probably like one of the moments in my life i felt the dumbest where i was like why on earth would she not know how to fucking mop and how did i just spend the first, last five minutes showing her how to do it he Idiotic. was full on like, I'm going to be so helpful today. Like, I'm going to teach her how to mop and it's going to be like great, a bonding experience. And I was just sitting there like fucking idiot. Well, we own a business together. Uh, you know, I'm a fucking idiot. So that shouldn't come as a big surprise. I'm also a fucking idiot. I think we're two idiots together in a business making a not idiot. Synergy. Yeah. Synergy. So you start tattooing. You're sort of out from underneath Julio's thumb. Mm-hmm. What were the first days of tattooing? I mean, I know it's it's kind of funny that we're having this conversation like twice in one day because Prince Taju was here mm-hmm. and we were having this conversation. But those first days of tattooing, what was it like? Was it hard? What were yes. struggles? Were you, were you like, I'm just happy to be tattooing? Or were you like, I'm drowning. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this. It was a mix of both. A lot of emotions. Um, it was weird because Julio would, at first, he would kind of like step away and like not be over my shoulder and like shadowing me so he kind of like would let me figure it out but then when he would come back it was like I was sweating and I was shaking and he'd be like no like that and then like 
being the way he is like the chaotic way of teaching that he does so it's a mix of both things you know but um it was for sure like one of the hardest things i've ever done um still to this day it's like incredibly difficult but yeah those first couple of tattoos were fucking not rough like they're bad tattoos or anything like that but like emotionally it was so difficult yeah the first when you first start tattooing emotionally it's it's really rough i remember and this like it was so sweet i wish i could remember who it was but i was tattooing someone and that was all happening in in like you're in julio station Mm -hmm. and i said like to my client like under my breath i was like poor girl and then my client was like she'll be okay and i was like oh that's so nice like they could just feel how badly you wanted to do it yeah and like how driven you were and i to be honest with you like i never at any point even when you were apprenticing and we were sitting next to each other i never was like this girl's in trouble or it's gonna be an issue i mean there were times you came up to and you were like hands on your hips like hey michael um couple of questions about this tattoo. I'm a little bit, it's, you know, this is happening and that's happening, but mm-hmm. nothing ever gnarly happened and you thugged it out and it was all good. Yeah. And so the next thing getting off, of, off the back of that, how did you get to your style? And I think that's the biggest thing. And again, we were talking to Taju about it. One of the hardest parts of being a tattooer and tattooing is finding your style. Mm-hmm. And what led you to there? Because much like when I started tattooing or when you started tattooing, your artwork looks like your mentors. Because mm-hmm. they show you what to do and they're like, no, 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 do it like this, do it like this, do it right. like this. And then at some point you gradually get away from them and you start to find your style. How did you find your style? Oof, I don't know, dude. I feel like I'm still struggling to find it. But I feel like lately I've been leaning more into like a mix of fine line and traditional and like kind of gothic neo-traditional kind of stuff. Um, and I feel like I've for sure like done a lot better with kind of saying no to certain projects that I don't feel like I'll do well in. Because there's nothing fucking worse than, like, doing a tattoo and, like, thinking, like, oh, I fucking hate this shit. Or, like, I can't wait for this to be Oh, over. it's the worst feeling in the world. The worst. The absolute yeah, worst yeah, feeling yeah. in the world. And, like, not fair to, like, my client either for me to, yes. like, have that mentality, like, while tattooing them. Um, so I feel like only taking on projects that I feel like I'll be able to, like, do something that I'm happy with or that I'll be able to, like, put my own spin on has been good. Um, but, yeah, dude, I don't know. I feel like I'm constantly, like, finding inspiration in, like, different areas. Um and like I said, like my style is always changing. It took forever for me to even like find something that I'm like comfortable doing or something where I'm like, yeah, I really like this. Um, Are you feeling yeah, pretty dude. confident though? Are you like, I'm starting to figure it out. I'm really, really liking the way that I, I mean, I like the way that you tattoo. I just want to say too, and Thanks. everyone that is listening to this or watching this, you can actually see it on Emily's Instagram. Uh, she did a tribal piece that's basically this big on a girl's like, middle back, lower back, butt cheeks, back of her thighs on both sides. She was here until like almost two in the morning. That shit was sick as fuck. Yeah. It's sick as fuck. Like check that shit out. Get Neo tribal from Emily. Super fucking tough. But even in the time that we've been here, I've really watched your style evolve Yeah, and I'm really loving what I'm seeing. And again, like you're a hard worker. We've had this conversation before, but like you push yourself, you do it. I think that you get comfortable with something and then you're like, okay, let's keep moving. Mm-hmm. Cause even if like, I look at that flash over there with the roller skates or like the hearts and it's so different from what you do now. Yeah, and you've is. already developed so much as an artist and you have a really cool style and you're so good with your clients. Like you're a perfect example of how oh. a young tattooer should treat their career. Oh, I mean, it makes you. sense. Like, honestly, that's one of the things that's really important is if you're going to be a tattooer and you're going to be in your early twenties and you're going to like be serious about it, there's a lot of different steps you got to take yeah. and you've taken all the steps. And even if sometimes I can be a loud mouth, I think that when it's important, you actually listen. Or if there's yeah. times where I'm like, Hey, this is just my opinion. Do what you want. But 
I think when it's important and what's important to you and it's important to me, you're like, for sure, I'll do that. Mm -hmm. And that's another thing. Like if you're an older dude and you work with younger people, male, female, whatever, like just speak to them person to person. It doesn't have to be this like I'm sunning you thing or I know better because I'm older, whatever. Just, hey, this worked for me. It might not work for you. That's all I have to say about it. Yeah, I feel like um, I became a pretty well-rounded tattooer and then I just started like diving into more of what I like to do because I feel like working in like a street shop really helped with that too where I was kind of just like forced to do a bunch of different styles in the beginning so I wasn't really like like right out the gate of like I started tattooing and this is all that I do like I'm really grateful that I kind of got a chance to like experience and like dip my toes into other stuff but I'm also kind of realizing like there's just some things that like like I'm not meant to do everything like totally you know and that'll keep you happy I I think the getting trapped in the thing of like doing trying to do every single thing all the time. You do have what it takes to be ink master kind of thing. Yeah. It's too gnarly. It's just too gnarly. And I think Oliver Peck said something that was, it always kind of stuck with me and I can't remember if I read this or he said it, but he said you should never tattoo above or below your pay grade. And I think that's a really, really good piece of advice for anyone that's tattooing. Like if you think that like this is way above my pay grade or way below my pay grade, then you shouldn't be doing it because there's someone else that can, that's their fit and they're going to kill it and it's going to make more sense. Yeah. It's really nice too, like, um, having more people here now. Cause I feel like now we have a place like besides like realism, I guess, but like whenever people have like asked me to do certain things, I'll be like, you know what? Like Michael's better off doing that or like Sway's better off doing that or even Mila like for pinups and stuff like that. So I feel like, um, it's nice to just be able to like have like a space where we can all kind of like dive into like certain styles and like, um, things that we can kind of like, tattoo the same people and like keep it in like a, a nice like circle. You know? Yes. And I think that we all like learn from each other and inspire each other. Mm-hmm. You know, when we were talking about your wrist tattoo earlier, like it's one of those things where you're like pushing me and being like, we'll try this and we should do this. And I want it to look like that. And instead of me having an ego or getting upset about it and being like, I drew you this one thing, just fucking get it. Yeah. We're working together. It's like true collaboration. And that's what makes the best kind of art. It's funny, though, because, like, I feel like artists butt head the most because there's so much, like, personality in, like, our artwork, too. So it's, like, trying to, like, have a common vision can sometimes be a little bit difficult. Yeah, I mean, I don't, you know, I think you and I never really have ever, like, butt heads in that way. Uh -uh. Um, But I I can see how it happens. But, I I, like, you and I both aren't just one of those people where you, like, get wound up if someone gives you a critique. Yeah. You know, like, it's, it's really not. It's super not that deep. Just take the critique. Take the notes. It'll make you better. Yeah. You know, that's it. So the one thing and like, I'm curious about this and I think this is an important thing for us to talk about. And even if you're just like, this is what I did, this is how it went, the end. Mm-hmm. So we decide to do the, open this business and open nine lives and have the whole thing going on. Mm-hmm. And so you have to go to your mentor, Julio, and say, yo, I'm leaving. Mm-hmm. And we had a whole conversation about it and you were stressed and it was like a whole thing. To anyone that's out there that's maybe not entirely happy in the situation that they're in and is like, I want to leave. I want to go do a private studio or I want to go work with a bunch of women or I want to go to this place. For you, was it just kind of like when you had to leave the other shop for the apprenticeship where you're just like, hey, this is a deal. I'm sorry. Or is there a way to have that really, really, really uncomfortable conversation? And do you think that that strained your relationship with your mentor? Um, I don't think so. I feel like. I feel like um, it would have probably been a completely different story if they hadn't opened up Black Serpents and if they were still like working at Golden Daggers and that was their only shop. Because I feel like for them, they were just like also checked out just like you and I were Uh um, because they wanted to like move on to another thing. And that kind of like trickled down into like the work environment of where we were. So it's like 
how can you as like the owners and like or like leaders of like this work environment be mentally checked out and be over this place and not expect us to feel the same way yeah totally. so i don't really feel like it was a surprise to him and he it wasn't really like he tried to get me to stay either it wasn't really like he was like please don't go like um i really want you to like stay here like he kind of was like yeah like i don't really care about this place either to be honest did that hurt your feelings like was it a little bit did you want him to fight for you um i don't think so because i think like whenever i'm like checked out of something it's like it's like done you know um so no not really i I feel like it was easier because like i said not good at confrontation so it would have been way harder if i had to like argue with him about or like try to justify like my reasons he was just really like all right (laughs) like he was like, okay, cool. Yeah. Like, it, it was not like a big, it was not a big dramatic like thing. No, please don't go. Yeah, oh, yeah, man. yeah. <laughs> oh, that would be the worst. Literally, no, it was like not he that just goes, Damn, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, damn, that's crazy. Yeah, I unfortunately, the great uh, leaving of Golden Daggers, creating of Nine Lives drama, I think I, I probably caught the most of the brunt, but. For sure. But also, like we've said, (laughs) if it didn't go that way, we literally would not have ended up here. Yeah. I mean, it had to happen. It's fine. Again, everyone's talked. It's all good. Any of this stuff is not, is is anything that you or I would say to this person's face. We all ended up where we're supposed to be, I feel. Exactly. And that's all that matters. (laughs) Yeah, it was much like that. He's like starting a revolution and like putting his fists in the air, like, join me. (laughs) He stood on the front counter and was just like, all right, guys, we're taking this bitch over. Yeah. I, uh, I had some words, but they weren't very nice. Mm. They were along the lines of, fuck you guys. I think, <laughs> I think that was the last thing I said when I First left. First off, fuck the bitch and the click you claim. Exactly. Okay. Yes, precisely. So we're going to get off tattooing a little bit. You know, mm. we're going to talk about it somewhat, but I don't want this to be exclusively and only about tattooing. Uh, you're super, you're probably, I think next to producer Corey, the biggest music head I know. You and your man's go and see a lot of music, a lot, a lot, a lot of music. Mm-hmm. What music are you loving right now and what's inspiring? Like, what, do you, what are you listening to? What are you hearing where you're just like, yo, this shit is so good. It makes me want to draw. Like in the same way, I know you have a really special connection with Amy Winehouse. Mm-hmm. And um, by the way, you guys, I didn't know that Amy Winehouse was from the UK until like a month ago. What? Dude. Really I, embarrassing. Sorry. Really He's, embarrassing. Uh, she has the most British teeth I've ever seen in my life. I don't well, know. Well, not just like casually looking British at pictures fuck, of her. Yeah. Like, what does what a British person look like? Like she Amy looks Winehouse. Like no, it. she looks like she's Stop from the it. 50s. Stop acting like you don't know what a British person looks like. <laughs> she looks like she just looks like a greaser girl. Come on. I hear that, but you got you to gotta look in the teeth. Yeah. <laughs> when on earth am I going to Google Amy Winehouse's teeth? No, you don't. Look, just... You don't have to Google that shit, bro. They're there. They're like, what the look fuck? Look at rehab. Look at just that music Listen. video alone. Okay, guys, I'm just going to say it. I care about her beautiful voice, not her appearance. I care about Even her, her bops. Voice is oh, we're doing that. Here we go. Yeah. Here we go. All right, All right cool. For sure. Yeah. At any rate, <laughs> we're the assholes, I guess. I know, like, a lot, of, again, that Amy inspires you, and you've done a lot of, like, really cool traditional Amy Winehouses. Is there anything that's kind of leading you in that direction? Anything you're super inspired by? Any music that you're fucking loving where you're like, yo, I kind of want to do more stuff inspired by this? I feel like the older I get, the more I just like dive back into my childhood, especially because there's like so many like 10 year, 15 year anniversaries of like albums and tours and shit. Yeah, I know, Corey. I know. Shit hurts. It's fucking painful. It's fucking existential too. All these reunion tours are just draining your guys' bank accounts. Yeah, we're the like happy anniversary. It's been 20 years since we put that. And I'm like, 20 years? What? Yeah, imagine how old our asses feel. Yeah, there, there are some like 
shows that I go to and they're like, oh yeah, like this came out 20 years ago. And I'm like, yeah, I need you to never say that out loud ever yeah. again. Yo, it's fucked up. My soul yeah, hurts. I just saw one where it was like 20 years since and I was like, how? There was a day a couple weeks ago. Sorry, this is like off topic, but where uh, a Poison the Well record, Hot Damn by uh, Every Time I Die, one of the like Azalea Dying records, and then mm-hmm. I, something else. I think it might have been Throwdown. Uh, all came out on the same day 20 years ago. God damn. And I was like, holy shit. Like, if that one day didn't exist, I would not be a person today. Yo, like, okay. I would not exist. <laughs> Poison the Well? Yeah. Bang or doesn't bang? Bang. Poison the Well's so fucking good. So fucking good. Every now and again, like once a year, I get to the gym and I put in my AirPods mm-hmm. and I go to like type in like Harm's Way or mm-hmm. Tupac, whatever. Poison the Well. And oh, like, yeah. This shit's so fuck. Do you like Poison the Well? Uh, I don't think I've really listened to them. You should. Try, I think you would really like. I Poison think you would like yeah. them. There's yeah. a lot of bands like um, I'm trying to think of like so many bands would not exist if it was not for Poison. I the mean, Love. like pretty much any metalcore band like circa 15 years ago would not be a thing like without it. Which is funny because I feel like at the time they didn't get the roses they deserved. I remember they going like came to, and went. Oh yeah, I, I remember going to Ten for Ten and they headlined the night that I went to. And nobody stayed. I think there was like maybe 30 or 45 people in a in a room where like when Terror played, there was like probably 1,100. So it was just like, it, it's funny how like now they do these reunion shows. A lot of people give a fuck, but man, nobody gave a fuck back in the day, which is a bummer. But. That's something that Matt Herricky said at the Citizen show too. He was like, this is not what our shows used to look like. Yeah. So it's fucking insane to see it now. Oh, that's what it was. It was the Citizen thing oh, yeah, where I was just like, yeah, yeah, how? Yeah. yeah. Time flies. I know. Um, But yeah, so I feel like I'll for sure like same thing, like just go through phases where I'm like, I'm really into this right now. So I'm going to make art that's like based off of it. Um, Yeah. And so I feel like right now with all of like the reunion um, decades that are coming out right now, that's kind of been like inspiring me a little bit, too. Um, But also like TVs and movies a lot, too. Because you love Yellow Jackets. You are Yellow Jackets number one fan. For sure. They're losing. Emily, they're Mm. losing me. This next season better knock my fucking socks off. I'm sure it will. This shit was kind of boring towards <laughs> the end. If not, it's just not for you then. Yeah, it's just not for me. That's yeah. okay. Uh, let's talk about the internet a little bit. You okay. are a you're one of the girlies on the internet. You're doing the thing. Mm-hmm. You're making your TikToks. You're waving, being cute. It's a whole thing. Do you like it? Do you not like it? Our dear friend Mila, she doesn't like I it. I do not she, like it. You don't like it? No. Nothing about it? Like if internet fame came your way, would you be like, no, thank you? No, thank you. I would, if internet fame came my way, I would for sure have like a social media manager and someone that like would change my password for me. So I would like couldn't have access to it. Damn. That's actually pretty smart. Yeah. But um, do you like, do you sometimes find a little bit of joy and like, like, like the real with the tribal tattoo that you did yesterday. Yeah. Like, were you like, hell yeah, I fucking crush this. Enjoy it, internet. Or are you like, ooh, this is too stressful? Okay, let me put this in like some context for you. So I got home at like 2, 2.30 in the morning after tattooing. Like, ate McDonald's. Like, was what up did you until have? like four. The spicy chicken deluxe combo. Ooh, that sounds kind of good. With an unsweetened iced tea. Sauces you get. <laughs> yeah, did you get any sauces? Do you fuck uh, with sweet and sour? I got the ranch barbecue and the Big Mac sauce for the fries mm. big mac sauce fire yeah that shit's fire i have mcdonald's like maybe twice a year and oh, it's, it's usually good when i have it i mean it's, it's good at like two in the morning and that's it yeah that, i agree or nine in the morning if you're like i like i'll get mcdonald's breakfast before like a road trip or something it's like a the mcgriddles uh i'm a sausage and egg mcmuffin type of person yeah that's the move i'm 100 with you on that with the hash brown in the middle 
Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you married the two <laughs> together. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Too sorry. Another off-topic thing. No, and the okay. bear season three. Oh no, sorry. Season two, episode three. She makes like a breakfast sandwich and puts a hash brown on it. And mm-hmm. I was like, I do that. <laughs> <laughs> You're too. like, oh, I should be a I chef. Like, I should she, be a chef. <laughs> like, she's just like me for real. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I saw that and I was like, damn, that's I was a like, good I idea. I invented that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, sorry. Um, back to it. Uh, it's okay. It's okay. Backtrack. Backtrack. What were we talking uh, about? You were saying so you you did the tattoo. You had your McDonald's. Oh yes, you got yes, home. yes, yes. I was fucking exhausted. I had been here since like noon. I had been working for like 12 hours tattooing yeah, for nine. Day. Yeah, yeah, I was exhausted. My And I passed out and I slept until probably like nine. So I got like maybe six hours of sleep. And as soon as I woke up, my body felt like sore. Like my legs felt sore because I had to stand for a lot of it. My shoulders felt sore from like working like this for hours. Like I felt like I got hit by a truck. I felt like a zombie. And then in bed, grimy and tired and sore, I made my TikTok. So I felt like shit, but I was like, I work so hard. I need to make content for it. So then you do love it. No. Because if you didn't love it, you'd be like, fuck it. I don't, I'm just going to throw my phone in the corner. No, it was like, I felt like shit, but I was like, I have to do it. So it felt more like less like love it and more like, like an chore. obligation. It felt like a chore and an obligation because it was, yeah. Okay. E- even like you said it yesterday, you're like, we better take a lot of pictures and videos because it's shit. Like you got to post it. I'm like, yeah, I know, I know. Um, but no, I feel like I grew up literally on the internet. I have been on like every single social media platform that has ever existed. I was on MySpace, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram, uh, Vine, literally everything. Are you going to be threading now that that's a thing? No, I think I'm done. I think I'm just good with like my Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. That's it. I can okay. only manage those three. And even then I like barely post on them. But yeah, I feel like I literally like grew up on the internet and I have spent so much time on it. And it was like fun when I was like younger, but now it feels like such a goddamn chore. And it feels so, like, produced for me. Like, I feel like I'm constantly, like, making posts. And, like, I don't like doing that. It's always so interesting to talk to to different groups of people about the internet. Because I feel like it really goes one way or the other. Because last week, Andy was here. And she's like, I love to do that shit. And I love to be on the internet. I love to be a personality. Like, I think it's just... Some people like it. Some people don't. Some people like cats. Some people like dogs. Like, it's just... Yeah. It's just a thing. I remember when I did a (laughs) giveaway... um, for like my friend Gracie, like for her cancer fund. Um, and I like was like making a video about like the winner. I feel like I did like a hundred takes because I just felt, so, I felt so like fake talking into a mic or like talking to my camera, be like, Hey, what's up? Like, I don't, how come you don't do more videos like this? You go, Hey, what's up? And you move your arms all crazy like this. Can you do I, that on your next, your next like reel or TikTok or whatever? Will you be like, Hey, it's me, Emily. Here's a tattoo coming. That no. Okay. Okay. It's fine. So you have one of my favorite boyfriends ever. Me too. I really like Rafa a lot. Um, I feel like I've had a lot of really funny moments with your boyfriend. Yeah. Um, mostly about us talking about metal mm-hmm. or how much we love to overeat. And those are the two things that me and Rafa have really, really bonded over. Yeah, that's um, what you guys like have in common the most, I think. Yes. Both of those are awesome things. Yeah, yeah. and and let me Corey's tell you, he's gonna jump in and be like, I also love metal, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> honestly, he does. <laughs> I met him, and he was cool. Yeah, Rafa's yeah. cool as fuck. He's a cool guy. Um, <laughs> and I will say that like this is something that I think is important, and even Mila and R have something similar. Both of your boyfriends or both your partners are endlessly supportive when it comes to getting tattooed, mm-hmm. and I think that. It's really, really important that if you're going to be with someone and you're a new tattooer, they need to be really, really supportive Mm -hmm. and understand that you're going to work really long hours Mm -hmm. and it's kind of a hectic job and it's going to 
usually the relationship is going to take the backseat to tattooing. Mm -hmm. That's just the way that it goes. Mm -hmm. Do you have any advice for anyone out there that is like learning how to tattoo and they feel like their partner's dragging them down or you just like leave that motherfucker like don't do it. Yeah, don't do it. It's true, everybody. If you got a partner and they're not supportive of you tattooing and they're like, hey, don't be drawn all night or don't be tattooing all night. Don't take that walk in. You need to be fawning me with attention. Fucking break up with them. It goes with anything, I would say. There's a lot of things. If you're passionate about something and your partner doesn't fuck with it or they feel like you're not giving them the attention, man, with all due respect, fuck them. Yeah, straight up fuck them. I, I, again, I'm always so, so impressed with Rafa and the fact that he comes in and you're like, this is what you're getting today. And he goes, okay. And you just tattoo him. What is your favorite thing you've tattooed on him? The clown. Oh, yeah. That's a really good one. Yeah. I really like the clown. It's also like the most recent one. So I feel like that's just really reflective of like, this is what I like to do at this time. Do you think Rafa's going to listen to this or he's like, I don't give a fuck? No, he's going to listen to it because he's my number one fan. I love you. Thank you. Okay. I was just about to say, do you want to give him any shout outs? Yeah. Let's yes. let's have a clap for Rafa. Yes. We love you. Rafa. Woo woo. On the same back of that, <laughs> uh, you have ta- tattooer friends that are males. Mm-hmm. You're friends with me. We're business partners, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Do you have any advice for any of the ladies out there? Any of the girlies out there that are working with male tattooers? Is there anything that you want to say to male tattooers? Because there's a lot of division right now. And like you said, there are female-owned tattoo shops because they're sick of the bullshit. Or there's a lot of situations. I think you and I and Mila can very much agree that like me and Josue that also works here at Nine Lives, we're kind of not the more common male in the industry. Honestly, no. Listen, okay, so I'm very like community-driven. And I feel like one of the beautiful things about our shop and nine lives is I feel like we've really cultivated like a really nice space and community of like clientele and like us and like our partners and like friends who like aren't super into tattoos but like have gotten like Lexi like I've only tattooed her once before but you know her really well you've met her a bunch of times before she's been in my life forever like I feel like cultivating community is so important and like tattoo community especially like we really need to like work on that as a whole and it's very specific to like different environments different states even like tattooing like here versus like in texas or like wherever the fuck ohio like i don't know it's like super different but it's very like niche to like where those people live and work so like no i feel like you can really only like put in work into like your own community and i feel like if people are in an environment or like in a shop where they're not happy or they don't feel like they're part of a community and they're just like giving money and going home and tattooing and like not really like like they don't like connect with their coworkers and they're like, yeah, this is just like where I work. Then yeah, like get out and like find your community or like find a place where you feel like supported or like where you like really connect with the other artists. And it's like, you know, easier said than done, but those shops exist and you have to like go find them yeah, totally. or make your own. And I think, I think that I, I had a funny realization the other day that it's not even funny. Funny is not the right word, but if a person's community is working at a shop where it's only women, Or it's like LGBTQIA plus specialty shop. Yeah. If that's your community, cool. Yeah. Like just do it. And if Mm -hmm. people want to get tattooed at those shops, cool. Just do it. Like as long as everyone is safe and happy and inspired and doing cool tattoos. Yeah. All the other stuff doesn't matter. Yeah. And it's rad that I feel like we're actually starting to get to that place. I think so too. Yeah. And I'm grateful for this. I'm grateful for nine lives. I'm grateful that you and I get to work together and we get to inspire each other and Mm -hmm. you push me and I push you and you and I spend a lot of time together here. And we've had yeah. a lot of funny conversations and we've had a lot of really good times together. And I'm, I'm very, very grateful that we cross paths and I'm very, very grateful that we become friends and business partners. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a blessing. I'm very grateful for you. Um, oh goodness, yeah. and of course, yes, 
Let's do another round of applause. Shout out to us. Yeah, shout out to us. Success, victory, prosperity, all of the above. Now, I want you to, I want you to look at producer Corey and producer DJ Michael Miguel when we talk about this. Can we talk about why cats are better than dogs really quickly? All right, guys, it's been a great episode. I hope everybody has a great week. Oh, you guys are both dog people? Heavy, heavy dog people. I, Bucks with dogs, crazy. Listen, arf, arf. Well, arf, my best arf. friend woof, has woof. two cats, and I love them. But yes. other than that, cats don't really like me. Corey is giving DJ Michael Miguel a very sour look over his shoulder he's right now. He's just changing up now. It's crazy how he's different. But <laughs> who's like on my phone? It's my dog. Yeah. Your dog is very cute. It, your dog is your wallpaper? Yes. My cat is my wallpaper. See? I feel like it just is really, ref- like reflective of like the personality of the owner because like i grew up with dogs and i loved my dogs like they were great i love like taking them with me there i love how like expressive dogs are like the way they like just like get so happy to see you and then they wiggle their butt like and then you like play fetch with them like they're <laughs> dogs are fucking great you're saying I, a lot of good shit right here yeah i'm hearing I, a lot of good stuff about she's spitting <laughs> but i'm waiting for the butt i am not in a place to have a dog I work a lot. I live in a one-bedroom apartment. Um, my boyfriend works full-time, so, like, we just don't have, like, a space to have a dog. It's, like, literally, like, having a child. And I, I love that. I think that that's cool, like, for people who, like, want to, like, put their love into, like, having, like, raising a puppy and shit. Like, that's cool. And, like, I'm trying to take my cat on walks because I want to be able to, like, take him places and shit. And sometimes I'm, like, envious of people with dogs because I'm, like, I wish I could take my dog with me to, like, run errands. Um, to the beach and like just like have a little companion with me like that's cool but like my cats are my fucking everything like I pay so much attention to them at home like if there was like a hidden camera in my house um do you remember that scene in the office where Angela is like licking her cats <laughs> yes yeah like seven shit. literally bro like like I like you guys would be like on your computers like what the fuck is she doing like I am obsessed with my cats <laughs> come and back those into the are shop my babies. Nobody be able to look you in the eyes. Yeah, like, uh, like, well, that was that was yeah. pretty okay, weird. So um, my cat Luna doesn't really like to be pet that much, but he loves to be kissed on the head. And so when he's like laying down, I will literally like lay next to him and literally just like give him little besitos on the head. Like, and if there was a hidden camera, like people would like laugh at me. You know? How many times do you but think I you just, kiss? I love him. How many times could you kiss Luna on the top of his head in one minute? There's 60 seconds in one minute. Correct. 120. God damn. <laughs> so you're saying <laughs> two kisses every second. Yeah, I could train for it. I bet. Yeah. I, I really love that idea. I really love that idea a lot. I love the idea of you having the world record for most kisses on your cat's head in one minute. <laughs> Just you know a big plaque over like, her station. I feel like most cats after like maybe 10 would be like, all right, that's enough. But my cat would be like, why'd you stop? Uh-huh. You know? So 120. Okay, yeah. you got. You need to start training. Mm-hmm. It's time. It sounds like the way that you treat your cats. I was very similar to the way that I treat my dogs. Like I will be like, "Oh, you're laying there. I'm gonna lay next to you and just nuzzle in." And your dogs are really yeah. cute too. Yeah, they're, they're great. They're and let's babies. just say it. Hey, there doesn't all have to be division. Awesome. We love all yeah. animals. Yeah. Dogs and cats can get along. More synergy. Just like humans and tattooers, we can all be friends. Mm-hmm. Now, with the music thing. Mm-hmm. And you and I have like laughed and joked about this before. And you and I heavy, heavy bonded over Tame Impala mm-hmm. because I feel like you and I listen to the same songs over and over and over and over again in the shop. Mm-hmm. And it's just how all tattoo shops are. You're never going to go to a tattoo shop where they're listening to fresh and fun music you've never heard before. Mm-hmm. Give me your five favorite songs that are on repeat 
in the tattoo shop. Okay, for sure. System of a Down is in there. Definitely. To- toxicity? Um, I was thinking BYOB. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I okay. Like I agree with that. More. Okay. Um, and then for Tame Impala, I feel like, um, what is it? Same old mistake, same new person. What's yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm really fucking with that Thundercat collaboration song. Like, I feel yeah, like every time I hear it, I'm like, yeah, I like this song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I feel like it's more like um, five top artists that play. Okay, let's do time. that instead. Because I mean, because that's hard to remember the song name sometimes. Literally, because I feel like when we're tattooing, like I'm not looking at my phone to see what the name of the songs are. So I feel like I can know like a lot of music, but not know like the name of it or even like the artist name. Because I'm like, I know that song. I just don't know who fucking plays it. Um, so yeah, probably System of a Down, Tame Impala. Um probably like Depeche Mode, but I know you don't really like fuck with Depeche Mode that much. It's not that I don't fuck with Depeche Mode. It's just like, I can't do it all day. And sometimes I'm like tattooing and I'm just like, oh, no, no, no. and I'm like, dude, we get it. Like we fucking get it. Okay. It reminds me of this part in the bear. There's a, I mean, you've seen the whole season. Yeah. So where he's like, he's like, honey, I love you. And I love Taylor Swift too. I just needed a break. Oh, that yeah, shit's yeah. so like, funny. That's literally my wife with me. Like, <laughs> oh I love Taylor Swift, baby. Come on. Can you like turn that shit down a little bit? Yeah. Okay, okay, so we've got Depeche Mode, like, Tame Impala, System of a Down. Dude, my mind is going blank on like everything we've ever listened to in here. Okay. Um, we listen to Vacations a lot. Yeah. We like listen to Drab Majesty a lot. Indie shit. Yeah, goth shit. Um, oh, the the uh, Russian band that you like a lot. You just Molchatoma. saw. We listen to that a lot. What? Yeah. Molchatoma. They're like a Russian goth band, dark wave kind of. Okay. Yeah. It's cool. Okay. I have no idea what they're saying, shit. but they sound sick as fuck. <laughs> uh, what's the provoker? We listen to them kind of a lot. Yeah, too. we do. I feel like it's just because like my daily mix is like the same songs, just like in different orders. And so I'll put like the same two or three daily mixes and that's it. I'm not mad about it. I feel like yeah. we have good taste in music. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, DJ Michael Miguel, you have a question. Yes. Hit me with it. Had a conversation on this weekend. Um, Corey was there is my witness. How do you feel about gatekeeping your tattoo artists more specifically to strangers that are like, Oh my God, I love your work. Do you feel like we should gatekeep or depending on who they are? You're like, eh, he's a cool dude or cool girl, but like, you know, they're in LA. It's kind of a drive. Like, I feel like it depends on the person. Cause sometimes, okay. So not to like name names, but like there's been a couple of times where like somebody will like make an appointment with me and they'll be like oh yeah i found you through like so and so and i'm like oh yeah they're like a really cool client of mine but i'm like but like we don't connect you know like i'm not the artist for you though because you want like this kind of thing or like you like this style that i obviously like do not do so like i clearly am not like the person for you but also if you like really fuck with your tattoo artist you should be kind of like sending people their way is that a a tough conversation to have with people when they hit you up and they like want something and you're like this is just not doable i feel like most of the time i've like rejected or rejected people it's they've they've always been like thank you for your honesty because I'll, i'll i'll try to like hit them with like i recommend this person instead and i'll like send them their profile um and usually they're they always agree like oh yeah they're better suited for what i want to do and they're like thank you for that like i appreciate it yeah by and large it's they're usually pretty positive and it's like oh thank you for your honesty or this or that i feel like if i was just like nah that idea is whack then they would be like what the fuck like that's kind of rude but i'll usually try to frame it as like a I don't think I'm like the best person to like execute your like vision or whatever. Like I'll try to make it sound like really like I'm just looking out for you, even if I'm just looking out for me, but like it's a win-win, you know? Yeah. And sometimes if like, you're like, I just don't want to do this shit. Like some, sometimes, sometimes. Yeah. I think too, like if you, at the end of the day, like if, if it's a cool person and you guys obviously like fuck with this shop, 
and they're like, oh, where do you guys get tattooed? Or what's up with the tattoo podcast you do? And they seem like a cool person and they're not going to be like a thorn in any of our sides. Cool. Do it. But have you guys, have I told the Vin Diesel back piece story on this podcast yet? <laughs> I don't know if you told on the story or Holy on the podcast. podcast but you've it. heard the story before. Yeah. Okay. Quickly. Okay. I got an email and it was exactly that. It was like, you tattoo person X. And I really, really like person X's tattoos. Mind you, it was like a traditional sleeve. It was not at all what was in this email. And homeboy was like, I want a back piece, but I want it to be an angel that is very built and shirtless. And I want them to have the facial features of Vin Diesel. And then it was like, basically like they had mocked up, like it was like a picture of like shirtless Vin Diesel. And then it was like wings and like clouds and light rays. And I was like, damn, this is the craziest email I've ever gotten in my entire life. (laughs) But this just, this isn't, there's nothing about this tattoo that's in my wheelhouse. Yeah. And I emailed homeboy back and I was like, I appreciate you. This just isn't for me. You know, this isn't really the style that I do. Here's some people that I can recommend. Here's links to their Instagrams, so on and so forth. The email that he sent me back was like scathing and was like, well, fuck you then. Obviously you think you're fucking better than me and blah, blah, blah. You don't want money. And I'm trying to give you a, it was really weird. It was like one of the most off-putting emails I've ever gotten in my entire life. Whatever. Maybe he just really was hoping that Vin Diesel would like die soon. And he would be like, yeah, I I got a tattoo of him because I love him so much. And he's like an angel in heaven. I don't know. Perhaps, but like where I fit into this and why I like shit on his ice cream sundae by saying that I didn't want to do it. I don't know. It was mad. Why would you say that? (laughs) You don't like that one? (laughs) No, I got a really like visual image in my head. Well, That's your problem. not mine. (laughs) (laughs) It's a very descriptive thing to say. I'm sorry that I rained on his parade. You on his ice cream, cream sunday yeah. because it's now like you said it. yeah now you're saying it now you i don't want to think about first. you doing it i'm just marrying your words okay so tattooing mm-hmm. do you love it do you truly love it it's all right it's all right yeah. what's your favorite thing what's your least favorite thing man i have no fucking idea i can't even describe my relationship with tattooing it's just like like i said it's something i've always wanted to do um something i've been like obsessed with and like interested in for like more than 10 years now probably like closer to 15 um but i think my favorite part of it is literally like the community aspect i feel like the freedom that it gives me to literally like do whatever i want and connect with people who are very similar to me i feel like i somehow end up getting so lucky every time with like getting like the coolest fucking clients if you're a client of mine if you're someone who's gotten tattooed by me and you're listening to this right now, just know I like love you so much. And I you have really cool clients. I do. And I don't know like what the, like I got so lucky. Like everyone that fucking comes in that door and is like, hi, I'm here to get tattooed by you. And I'm like, you're the sickest fucking person I've ever met. Like, how did we get so lucky? Um, like, I, I, I really don't know what it is, but like, I just like feel so happy to like have like some of the clients that I do. You do know that it's you, right? Like, you're, like you're a reflection. Oh, That's how it works. Like the people that are so, around yeah. you are good people because you're a good person oh. and they're sweet because you're sweet and they come to you because you're talented and you're a good person and you're personable and you have good business acumen and bedside manner and you're a good tattooer. Oh, Everyone in your you. life is a direct reflection of you. That's very true. That's yeah. why these two psychopaths produce my podcast. I feel like if they had a baby, it would be you. What's that? If they had a baby, it would be you. Yeah. That's fair. I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. Be, hey, listen, be a okay. good looking baby. That'd be a good, Do you good, 
<laughs> DJ Michael Miguel and producer Corey were about to start kissing, but you know, we'll save that for off camera, off pod. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's for the Patreon. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, that's for the Patreon. Your OnlyFans? Yeah, OnlyFans. Oof, man, that would be some interesting content. <laughs> we would get negative three subscribers. <laughs> OnlyFans would be like, you owe us money for wasting our fucking time. You're taking up bandwidth with this bullshit. <laughs> Emily, is there anyone you want to give a shout out to, plug, say hi to, say what's up to, say hi to the cats, tell everyone your Instagram, tell everyone your TikTok, where they can find you, how they can get tattooed by you. Everyone get tattooed by Emily. She fucking crushes tattoos. She does some really cool shit. Come in, hang out. It'll be fun. You can guarantee that I'll be here. Tell everyone what you need to say. Do the things you need to do. We're going to do the mystery question, and then we're going to get the fuck out of here. Okay, cool. Uh, well, if you've made it this far, thank you for listening to us talk shit for an hour. That was it's really It's only fun. been an hour and a half. Wow. Okay. Well, thanks for listening for an hour and a half. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, shout out to everyone who, like, supports me, like, has been, like, there for me for however fucking long, even if it's been, like, a couple of months that I've known you or like a year I feel like I really connect with a lot of the people that have been coming into my life ever since I started tattooing and I feel like that's because it gives me like more control over like who I'm allowed to be like nearby me or whatever um but yeah shout out to my friends um my boyfriend Rafa love you my clients of course my cats um um, um oh and you can find me on yeah, every, that's social, the important part. <laughs> every single social media that's ever existed is um, Emily's Tattoos, E-M-I-L-Y-S-T-A-T-T-O-O-S. The can you do that slower? No. That was really hard to yeah, understand. Yeah, I said that really fast. Emily's Tattoos, E-M-I-L-Y-S-T-A-T-T-O-O-S. Cool. If you can't that's figure me. that out, just rewind this that's, shit. It's crazy that you got that on everything. It's that's that's yeah. like... Yeah. Admirable. Every honestly. time someone's Thank like, you. what's your information? And I'm like, uh, it's, uh Michael M M A N R A I N O O T E T T O E E R or whatever. I just showed them my Instagram and I go, this is it. Take a picture of it. It, it seems to be working for me. Whenever anybody's like, oh, do you get tattooed? I'm like, I'll just show you this shit. I'm not going to try it. To it. Like, it's I can't the best spell way to do it. it. Yeah. It's the best way to do it. Okay. Let's get to the mystery question. Okay. Or it's like I said, it's a, could you handle the pressure <laughs> type of situation? Now, Pitbull. <laughs> would you rather be Pitbull the dog? Or Pit- no, I'm Bro, kidding. I would, I'm going to kill you if you ask <laughs> me that. You just break that mug over my head. I'm going to break the mic and then this podcast will never come out. Now, who is like categorically across the board your favorite band? Like like unequivocally. Are you shitting me? If you just got it, it, it's it's just it's it's important to to set the stage and paint the picture. We have to know who your favorite band is. I that's not Okay. Can you just pick one? Can I pick one per genre? No, no, I don't need. We, this isn't like a. Just pick one of your favorites. Yeah, Gwen Stefani isn't gonna hear this. Just no, pick one you really like. She's not my favorite, so okay. She's she's up there, but okay. Is it System? It's a tie between System and ABBA, and I feel like they're very res- yes. Not not Turnstile. No. She just seen them like a thousand times. That's that's where I'm going. Let's choose ABBA because it's. Slightly funnier to me, <laughs> but I feel like I feel like System and ABBA are so reflective of like my dual personalities. You know, would you like for it to be System instead? No, they're both up there. I can't pick. How about this? How about this? No. I'll give you both. Oh shit! Okay, I'll okay. Take both. Yeah, are you ready? I get two. Okay. okay. Let's say you're at home. You're drawing. It's a nice day outside. You're working on it. Oh, by the way, I just want to say 
please don't Emily the situation and be like, I wouldn't participate in any of it. Okay. You can't do the Emily thing where you're like, I'm not going to do any of it. The answer is no for everything. <laughs> please don't do the Marissa Wilson thing and just say no. Okay. And you're drawing and sweet Luna comes up to you and he sits across from you and he's like looking at you with like such an intensity. And you're like, why is this cat looking at me with such an intensity? And just like jokingly casually, you're like, what's up Luna? And Luna's like, Emily, it's me, Luna. I'm speaking. I can speak. I've always been able to speak. And I understand everything. I see everything. There's a great sorcerer, an ancient God living inside of me. And my soul has been passed down from cat to cat to cat. And now you are here and we live together and Rafa's here and Nova's here. But here's the thing. You have to keep the secret. You can't, you and I can talk, we can have conversations, I can tell you about ancient times, but you cannot tell anyone about this. Anyone. And if you do, something terrible will happen. What is the terrible thing? Let me finish. Okay. <laughs> he jumps off your table and you're just like, man, that was fucking crazy. And you're like thinking like, maybe I smoked a little too much weed. Maybe I like thought that the chocolate was, was mushroom chocolate and I didn't realize it was, I'm tripping. And you hear him over your shoulder and he's like, you're not tripping. Remember, if you tell anyone about this, a terrible thing will happen. Rafa comes home from work. He's like, baby, let's go to dinner. I don't want to fucking make dinner. Let's go to K-Town. Let's have a nice dinner. Let's go have ramen and however you guys fuck with ramen. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you're like, yo, like, I don't know if it was like the weed or what, but like, I could have sworn that Luna was like talking to me in the living room earlier today. And Rafa was like, haha, babe, you're so crazy. Whatever. The next day, you look on your phone and you see that both System of a Down and ABBA have died in horrible tour bus crashes. And you know that he has completed the prophecy. Something terrible has happened. Everyone in System of a Down, dead. Everyone in ABBA, dead. Because you blabbed about Luna being able to talk. Could you keep the secret after that or would you just keep testing the waters to see if horrible things happen? Oh, and let's just say too, like Rafa leaves and Luna looks at you and he's like, I wasn't fucking playing. And then, and then it's like quiet. And then he like, doesn't speak to you for a couple more days. Could you do it? Or would you be like, you know what? I already no killed my the head kisses either. Yeah. I already killed my two favorite bands. Let's just keep it moving. Okay. Hypothetically, if whenever Luna were to pass and I, could I tell the secret then? No. No, no, you have to take it to your grave because it's like Luna's soul would go on to another cat. Oh shit! Yeah, you would like be on the news, being like everyone, like Luna, blah blah, and then a street cat would come and be like, "What the fuck did I say?" (laughs) Okay, so that's a that's a really loaded question. Um, What what about it is loaded? (laughs) All of it, all of it. Okay. Okay, so. Christ, it's not even multiple choice like the other ones. You I just say yes or no. Okay, but I'm gonna I'm gonna start with this. There was this one time, really, it's, it's a little bit off topic, but we'll circle back. I promise. Okay. There was this one time where um, I was a little bit high, and we were watching like music videos, and it was album music videos. And then I thought to myself, I was like, Are they still alive? And I started like to get really emotional and like start crying because I was like, Oh my god, I think they're dead, because this is from like the 60s or 70s. And then I looked it up and I was like, Oh my. god 
they're all still alive. They're very much oh, alive, yeah, yes. Yeah. But then I started to like cry thinking about like when they will die soon because they're so old and I love them. But I was like, I'm not ready for that. I'm going to need to take time off when that happens. So it's like really funny that you asked me that because I've literally already thought about their death and cried over it and grieved. Um, so, Same. Don't forget System of a Down is in there too. Yeah. And yeah, they're yeah. horrific bus crashes. That's tragic. Why I know. You? And it was just because you didn't listen to what Luna had to say. Shouldn't have snitched. Could you do it? Could- okay, so so there's no scenario in which I didn't say anything. It's like I said something. No, you had to learn the lesson. You had to understand the weight of his power. I would be depressed for the rest of my life. <laughs> and but you get to talk to like- Luna. And he can tell you like fantastical stories of like Mesopotamia or Egypt or ancient China, whatever. But I would literally be like, why the fuck would you do this to me? Like, you know how much I love them. You hear me play them all the time. Like I would, I would resent him for doing that. It would be like the movie Hereditary or you would like, you would resent Luna because he had killed your favorite bands and you would like learn to hate him. Yeah, like I would be Tony Colletti and then sorry, Luna would be um, Alex Wolf. Yes. In the hereditary movies. Yeah, where we're just like beefing all the time and be like, we don't ever talk about anything. Cause he would be like, so what do you want to know? And I'd be like, why did you kill my favorite band? And he's like, because I had to teach you a lesson. I'm be like, why well, didn't want to fucking learn that lesson? Like, we would be beefing forever if he did that to me. Do you think you get over it? No. Would you <laughs> lavish Nova with attention just to spite him? Yes. Damn, okay. You're like, Luna, you know that I wake up, grab a busher and put a little makeup. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Literally, dude. You know I'm the dancing queen. What do you mean? <laughs> no, I'm young and sweet. I'm not 17, but it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's just say, okay, this is going to get really dark. Oh, it was already really dark. If Luna's like, as you know, I have magic powers. I can bring your two favorite bands back to life, but you have to fill my cat saucer with the blood of a virgin. Okay. So you're going to have to like go into the night. Yes. Find a virgin. Mm-hmm. Of any gender, doesn't matter. Yes. That's been... A, Murder them. That's been a ritual for since the beginning of time. For sure. I, I agree. And then drain their blood and put it in a saucer so that Luna can lick it up and it'll bring your favorite yes. bands back to life. Yes. That's really hectic. But you, you, what I've learned tonight is that you love ABBA and System of a Down more than you love Luna. That is not true. Wait, uh, that's not fair. Uh, Wait. That was kind of a roundabout way to go. <laughs> That's the point of these stupid mystery questions. They we get to do this dumb thing, and then you fall into a it's trap. It's not you're that like, I love them more. It's that I would be resentful of the fact that my cat killed my favorite bands. Okay. To teach me a lesson. Like, I understand. That's fucked up. So again, you're saying, but even okay, you didn't answer the question. So you'd resent him, all this and that. But could you still keep the secret? Like you would have to tell people that bad. It's not that I would have to tell people. It's that I would just have to like live with that. So I feel like telling people wouldn't help. It would just like weigh on me. Would constantly. you would you purposefully like take a long time to clean the litter box? No, because then I have to deal with. Yeah, that I guess shit. then you're no, suffering because like, it's gonna. I, I'm just. I would just constantly be suffering every day because of that. <laughs> like, like I love Luna, but I don't need him to talk. Like. He's not Tom from Tom and Jerry. Oh, wait, no, he doesn't talk either. Yeah. But, or Garfield, I guess. He's not like a, a Ratatouille situation. I love him. He doesn't need to say anything, though. Okay. Well, on that note, thank you for being here. I appreciate you. <laughs> You're so talented. I'm so glad we get to work together. I'm so yeah. glad I get to see you tattoo every day. And thank you for putting up with all of my bullshit. If Thank there's you anyone, for putting up with all of my ah, bullshit. Ah, you're fine. I think if there's anyone that has to sometimes, like, 
hear the dumb things that I say or bounce my dumb ideas off the walls and you're just like, what the fuck is the matter with you? You know, it's really funny really quick before we end. Um, before you started your podcast, whenever we would like tattoo together and you would be like chatting it up with your clients because you have a very like hosty voice like i feel like in another life you were probably like the host of like wheel of fortune or something cool i'll take it um and so there would be times where like i would be tattooing and i'm like a little bit more quiet than you sometimes when i work and me and my clients would talk about what you're talking about like you would say something and your clients would say something and we would like comment on it and i would be like i feel like i'm listening to a podcast when i tattoo because of how like he works and like the way he talks with his clients and my clients would be like yeah i agree and so like we would literally just like eavesdrop on you <laughs> constantly um, I'm cool. Listen, that's why we're here. I no, love I know, doing but, this. But I'm just saying, like, that's like, I feel like you were built for this. So I was telling them how I thought it was so sweet that your client was like, I listened to your podcast. Oh, I thought so too. It was the, like yeah. the cutest. I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope that she listening. hears this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It made all of our days. It was so sweet. Literally yeah. every single one of us was like, yes, that's so fucking cool. <laughs> yeah. The cutest. I hope more people do it. Everyone keep listening. This has been really fun. Uh, next week, I'm sure will be another fun week. But actually, I know it'll be another fun week. I appreciate you too. I love you too. Oh, Javi, who does the theme song, got his face tattooed. We today. have a theme song. Oh, that was him. Yeah, the song that plays in the beginning before the at the, at the end to like note the show's about to start. The show's ending. Oh, Javi, Javi got a sick Hannibal, ass whatever the tattoo. fuck we want. Yeah, I got a sick ass face tattoo. Oh, okay. um, he's the one who produced that song. <laughs> he, it's a whole fucking thing. What do we call it? I don't, <laughs> Emily, and I. I hope he hears this. I don't fucking know anymore. Okay. Because like I see him like at the gym and I I, like, I prefer Hannibal. So I'll keep me too. Him and then he was like, I want to be called Javi now, and I'm just oh, like, I don't. Okay. I don't know which one it's gonna be. So okay. I'll I'll ask him next time then. Sure, that works. Okay. Uh, at any rate, shout out Javi for writing our theme song. Shout out to Hannibal. DJ Michael Miguel and producer Corey. You guys are the fucking best, the greatest producers in the land. Thank you again for listening. Thank you again for tuning in for another wonderful, informational, exciting, cat-loving, tattoo-loving episode of By Appointment Only. We love the dogs, too. It's all good. It's all good. Emily, thank you for being here. I appreciate you. I love you. You're such a rad girl. You're so sweet. You and Mila are the fucking best. You are truly, like, the joy of my tattooer life. So thank thank you. you. Thank you for being sweet. You guys have a big piece of my heart. Keep kicking ass. Keep being tough. Thank you. Everyone out there, be tatted, stay tatted, stay sweet, be good to each other, love each other, don't do dumb things. If you have a pet, kiss him right on the lips for me. As soon as you hear this, just go mwah. Good night, everyone. I love you all too. We'll see you next time. Bye.